0: Welcome to Talking Shop with Teresa and the show where we dish out tips and advice for metaphysical business owners and service providers. And if you're not sure if you are in that category, well, let me point that out. If you know what it is, if you work as a tarot <laughs> car reader, astrologer, reiki healer, intuitive counselor, oracle, medium, you know, any kind of sacred arts, if that is part of your work, we are talking about you. My name is Teresa, and my lovely co-host, you're right here, virtually.
1: (laughs) I am. Hi, everyone. I'm Bree. So we've both been self-employed mystics, running our own businesses for decades upon decades. We were doing this sacred arts work before it was super cool. And as a result, we know what goes into running a successful business. And we know how much heart, grit, and hustle it takes to get your business afloat and keep things rocking along. So we do this show together once a month because we love sharing the business strategies that we've learned over the years. And we love seeing our fellow mystics thrive and succeed. In each episode of Talking Shops, we tackle a different topic. And this year, we're focusing on astrology for business. Today's topic, is New Moons and No Fools, the new moon and business magic. Thanks for tuning in to listen, and let's get this show started.
0: Well, I am such a lunar gal. So before we get started, I just want to say I Love the moon. I follow the moon. I'm into the moon. Everything in my life is moon, 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 moon. And you know, Bree, it's so interesting because I grew up, you know, as you know, I grew up with farm folk. And farm folks back in the day had these almanacs. And these farmer's almanacs still exist out there. But I remember when I was a little girl, my uncles, you know, who were still working on an old farm, they had these almanacs laying around next to their true crime detective magazines. And of course of course you know I love the true crime things which I always laugh because they were so inappropriate and I was a little girl reading that stuff and I <laughs> And some of those stories were pretty horrible you know but I remember reading yeah. but I also would look at those almanacs I was so curious on how they had days mapped out for fishing and planting and all of that and so I just thought it was really interesting stuff you know those farmers were working some magic there So, you know... Oh, definitely. Yeah, and so for my business, you know, uh, and you also, we both do the same thing. We also run our businesses very much like a farmer's almanac. And the moon Mm -hmm. is very, very important to business. So I think first, because you're so good at, at, at talking about the technical stuff, can you explain what a new moon is?
1: I can. I can and I will. Okay, so... Quick reminder on the moon. One of the reasons why the moon has been used as a way of measuring and marking time since Neolithic times, at least, right, is, is that the moon changes. So over the course of a 28-day period or a lunar month, we move from a new moon to a full moon and then all the way back to a new moon. So, a new moon is actually the phase of the moon that people are often the least familiar with because you can't see a new moon in the sky. That is because the moon is conjunct the sun when it is new. So, when the moon is opposed to the sun, it's full. And that's why we have the full face of the moon shining out, the sun's reflecting off of it, mirroring off of it in that beautiful way. But when the moon is new, it is right next to the sun. And so you can't see it. And it typically rises along with the sun's rising during that, that day. So it's not a moon that we can see in the sky. You can see a crescent moon that comes a few days after the new moon, but the new moon itself you can't see. And the new moon is the first phase of the moon. So we have a new moon, and then the moon starts to show up as a crescent, and it's what we call a waxing crescent. And then it turns into a waxing gibbous, and then it becomes full, and then it becomes a waning gibbous, a waning crescent, and goes all the way back to a new moon. So it's a it's a really important phase. But it's a little bit tricky at first to get used to paying attention to it because, as I said, it's not actually visible in the sky. Now, what's interesting is that on night when you have a new moon, that is the best time for stargazing. And it's because there is no lunar light in the sky that drowns out the stars and the distant galaxies. So it's a really good time to pay attention to stars and the planets because you can actually see them, whereas the worst time to be looking up at the sky if you want to see stuff is during a full moon because the light of the moon washes out everything else. And a new moon typically happens once a month. Sometimes, depending on how the lunar cycle works, you may have two new moons in a month. Usually we have one. Did I miss anything essential
0: Teresa? Oh my God, no! Once again, hey you're kind of like the scientist in the group here. I love the way <laughs> you explain that. <laughs> I love the way that you explain that. Yeah, you can always explain these these technical things so beautifully. So, no, that's wonderful. Thank you.
1: Yay! So, what are some of the things that you recommend, Teresa, entrepreneurs do when the moon is new? Why is this? such an important phase of the moon for business and for professional
0: development. It is so good to start new things and to launch under the new moon. It really is. And when I talk about the new moon, not just on the day the moon is new, but even like the two weeks before it moves into um, becoming a full moon, it is a wonderful one or the couple weeks ahead before it becomes a full moon. It is your time to start new things, to to. Create, to launch, to make some noise. So anything new, anything fresh, even like starting a new class, like taking a class or starting a new budget for your business. I mean, really frankly, you could start anything under a new moon. The other thing that I am really big on doing is setting, you know, the new moon intentions too. Um, You know, so all of those things, anything new, whatever you want to start, whatever you want to begin look for the phase of the new moon. The full moon is better for celebrations and completions and bringing things to a close. I don't recommend a, a full moon cycle or the, the, the weeks that follow that. For starting anything new, I always prefer during the new moon. So, I, so, Love it. Well, here's the thing then. So let's talk about what you should do during a new moon. I mean, I kind of hinted around with this closure thing. What do you think? What do you think people, an entrepreneurs, shouldn't be doing under a new moon? So, you know, typically
1: speaking, the moon has a two-week-long phase of growth and a two-week-long phase of diminishment. So as you said, Teresa, from the new moon to the full moon is a time when the moon in the sky is visibly getting bigger and it's visibly getting brighter right? So, that is a really good period to, as you said, grow anything, start anything, plant seeds. The, the new moon, though, is not an ideal time to wrap things up, tie things off, complete a project, or try to decrease something. So, in business, for instance, One thing that people often try to decrease is debt, right? You take on debt for your business. The new moon is not a good time to start any kind of practical or ritual work or magical work that would decrease your debt. The time to do that is the day or two after the full moon, actually. Um, The new moon is not a good time to wrap up a project. It's a great time to start a project, but a day or two before the new moon, when we're in the dark moon is actually the best time to conclude a project or any kind of venture. If you, in my experience, if you conclude something on the new moon, there is a way that it feels like it's not quite finished. Um, you know, that new moon energy just kind of, like, keeps it keeps it alive and keeps it trucking along in a way that may not be really useful. Um You know, similarly, if you want to really, like, celebrate and honor a milestone in your business, the full moon is a better time for that to do that. So this is really, the new moon is a great time to, you know, as you said, Teresa, set intentions. Um, I, I really like working with the new moon to do my own magical work and my own ritual work because I have so many clients that I work with. Um, I work, I, I do their work on the full moon, and I do my own work on the new moon. It's also a time where you can set aside some intentional time for self-care. I think that's always a good new moon activity. And it's a good time for psychic work, but it's not, as I said, it's not a great time to conclude or to decrease anything. You know, another thing people like to decrease in business, is, is time constraint. So, okay. if you're looking to, like, rejigger your schedule and want to, you know, create more time for yourself and you're trying to decrease your obligations, then you mean is not the time for that. Now, you know, you can always flip to these situations. So, let's say you want to decrease debt. Well, obviously, one way to decrease debt is to increase sales. So, you can have an intention to increase Sale during the new moon, but I wouldn't have the intention to decrease debt. You really want to work with the increasing, growing energy
0: that this particular lunar phase has. Mm-hmm. So, so wise. I love what you said about yeah. increasing um, and not increasing <laughs> debt. <laughs> Very, yeah, that's wise. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's such an awesome, I mean, it's such a juicy time to work and to really pay attention to. Um, so many entrepreneurs set new moon intentions. This is something that, that has actually gained a lot of traction in the last few years. More and more people are honoring the new moon. Can you talk about your process, Teresa? Like, what do you do? How do you do it?
0: Yeah, yeah, I, well, I mentioned that briefly, the new moon intentions are, you know, something that I do. Uh-huh. I've been doing this for years, by the way. For years. I, I, I gotta tell you, I've got that farm blood still in my blood. <laughs> so I think I'm yeah. very, very, I mean, our whole, our whole lineage is like farm folks, you know, country folks. So, um it's no surprise then that I, uh, will focus on using the moon to my advantage. Although, can I just say right now that I really don't like nature and I, I don't like getting my hands dirty. And if I go out in the garden, I kill everything that I touch. And if you take me fishing, you're not going to catch one fish. So <laughs> I may have that bar blood, but I don't have the skills. But I do. <laughs> but I do work with that new in moon intentions. And here's what I do. So, and I've got tons of these little journals all over the house that I set that I've written my intentions on. And I always go back and I look at those intentions later, and it's amazing how many really come to pass. Um, so the New Moon Intention, what I love to do is at the time that the moon is new, and I because I'm so, this is where my Virgo energy comes in, I'm very anal, I try to get it right at exactly the time the moon is new. So if the moon is new at 10.30 p.m., I am sitting there at my desk at 10.30 p.m. ready to write my new moon intentions down. You know, so I make sure that I find out the exact time the moon is new. And I also make sure the day before when the moon is dark that I take that time to do a little journaling on, you know, what I want, what needs to go, what needs to be completed in order to make space for new things to come. You know, so I do a little journaling the night before. And then at the exact time that that moon is new. I sit down with my journal, I light a candle, I grab a mug of tea, and I write down ten intentions or wishes, you might want to call them. And I always make sure that I am aware of what that new moon, what sign it's in, and what it is good for. And so I use that also to as a springboard for creating my new moon intentions. So, for example, if the new moon is in Taurus, why well, know that's a money moon? So maybe my intentions mm-hmm. are going to be around increasing my income, making more money, uh, attracting new opportunities that are going to pay off handsomely. So that might be something during a new moon in Taurus. If the new moon is in Leo, maybe I might want to set business intentions around visibility, being seen, being on the main stage. You know, So I get very clear also on what sign is it in, and I allow that to help me to set my intentions. And then I write down ten intentions, blow out my candle, and that's it. Now, there is a book called New Moon Intentions by Jan Spiller, and I'm a big fan of Jan Spiller's work. And I've been using that book also as a guideline. She's got some really amazing advice in there and a whole bunch of intentions that you can use for each new moon. And so I've been using a lot of her suggestions for a long time now. And... She's on it. It works. I am dead serious. Her stuff works. Now another thing, because I'm so into intentions. Uh, recently, I got into this jewelry called Wish Beads, and Wish Beads is intentional jewelry. Yeah. Yep. I got you a Wish Beads bracelet. I get I get it for yeah, everybody I, that I love. I have, now, I,
1: now I have like three.
0: Yes, they're so <laughs> awesome. So, the Wish Beads is what the the creator Alexa Fisher is. I mean, she's just brilliant. And so there's bracelets or the necklace. And, by the way, there's other people now copying what she did. And I'm like, oh, my God, really? People, be oh, original. Lame. But anyhow, you sit and you write your intention on a little piece of paper and you roll it up and you put it in the little canister and then you close it up and you wear your jewelry. And when you're wearing it, it helps you to remember your wish and to remain intentional. And I've got to tell you, it has magnified and amplified my intentions in a big way. So I am a huge fan, not just of Jan Spiller's New Moon Astrology, but also these wish beads. I swear by them. So, and you can find those at wishbeads.com. Um, just, I, I, I think they're awesome. So, that's what I do. I love that it. That I love it. You
1: know, I, so I love my wish bees that you got for me, and I have worked with them in a very similar way. I have, I just started getting a, actually a subscription box from a company called Lunarly. I don't know if you've seen them. What are they called? I saw them. I think I saw them. So it's, it's the company is called Lunarly, and they send you a box a few days before the new moon every uh, month. And I thought, you know, I'm always doing magical work for other people. And wouldn't it be nice to have some magical goodies that are just sent to me for, you know, the new moon specifically, since that's the moon phase that I really like to work with. So in my first box, I got like this beautiful plant. I got a really pretty crystal. I got some really nice incense and a cute incense holder. And in my second box, I got a really delicious candle, another beautiful crystal is a smoky quartz, which is one of my favorites, um, a really nice, like, face mask, moisturizing face mask, mm. and, um, there were something else, I'm trying to remember what it was, anyway, it'll come to me, oh, I know, oh, a yeah. salt crystal massage sphere. so they send you just, like, these delightful little goodies, and, So what I started doing now is I take whatever I get for that month and I set it up. And then just like you, Teresa, at the new moon, exactly, I write down what my intention is. And I look at where the new moon falls in my specific chart. So we just had um, a new moon, say, you know, say we have a new moon in Pisces. So, I would look at where that falls in my chart. Um, and for me, that would fall in my first house. And I try to do something practical that supports that. So when it falls in my first house, I might buy myself a new uh, makeup set, or I might get myself some new clothes, or I might get myself you know a new pair of shoes, something that like has to do with my appearance, um, you know, since it's my first house. So I pay attention to where it occurs. In my chart, and then I follow that protocol, and I think about that when I set my intention. Sometimes my intention really directly relates to that, and sometimes it doesn't, but it definitely is in the background.
0: I love that you also really look at your individual chart. I really I love find that. I find it super helpful.
1: Yeah. Like yeah, when a like- new is when the name is in, what is it, Gemini, because Gemini rules my fourth house. Like, I always do something for my home. You know, I always get something for my home, or I always, you know. And so I, I find that that really helps me kind of personalize it in a way, you know.
0: Right, right. Well, and the more personal you can get, the better. So, I mean, this is all wise. You know, Speaking of wise, i got to ask you something. So, and this is something I've heard from other people that you should never do a new moon intention during an eclipse or during a retrograde, a Mercury retrograde. What are your thoughts on that? So,
1: I do my new moon intentions during the retrograde period, just as I normally would. Um, but what I may do is, and what I often do is, I also make it a point to review what my previous intentions have been, and I make it a point to really look at what I've, you know, what I've been working towards and to notice what's working well and what's not working well. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. The second thing is during eclipses, my approach to eclipses is that eclipses are really here to help us break patterns. Mm-hmm. So I think, will do, and if we have an eclipse that happens with a new moon, which often we do, um, then I will have a new moon intention, but it will almost always be around breaking a specific pattern or maybe a routine or maybe a story that I've been telling myself that's no longer helpful. (laughs) It's going to be along those lines. I'm going to, get that new moon energy to kind of breathe even more life and magic into that intention. So that's the way that I work with eclipses. And, again, I'll notice where it is. Like, you know, if it's in my first house and there's a habit that I've noticed I do, let's say when I first meet people, then I might ask, then my intention might be to break that habit and the way that I'll weave the new moon into that is to break the habit and to replace it with something new, and I'll get specific about what that is.
0: Love, love, love that. And can I just say so also, I was born near an eclipse, and so I have found yes. that during an eclipse I don't seem to have any problems with intentions. I seem to find that, for me, it kind of turbocharges my intentions. So I don't have the same experience. I tend to have a little bit of good luck with it. Just well,
1: not. a lot of people really find eclipses to be these powerful moments. I, I, It's interesting because there's a lot of fear-mongering around eclipses in astrology right now. Okay. Um, and, I, and I feel like they're some of the most vital times to, you know, really get clear on what we want to call in and also on what needs to stop. Right on. Totally agree with that. I love that. Love it. Okay, so Teresa, you are the launch queen, and I want to talk about launching
0: during the new moon. What is your advice about that? What do we need to know? It's the best time to launch, period. Now, when I talk about launching, we're not just talking about starting the marketing. It could be anything. It could be during the new moon. A new moon phase might be the time where you put up your first website or you start your business or you launch a program or a class or a new offering. I mean anything that you want to launch, the new moon cycle is the absolute best. I have found and I've you know I've tested fate because that's the kind of idiot I am. Anytime I launch during like the full moon phase, it never quite does as well as it could. It just never does. It never seems to really take off. Um to the degree that I would like. It may still do okay, but when I launch during a new moon cycle, bam, stuff happens because the energy is fresh. The energy is all about let's bring something out there to the world. Let's give birth. Let's have a birth announcement. So, you know, I I think that a new moon is just brilliant for launching. Now, here's one of the things that I love to say for people. Let's say you're going to do a class. So what you might want to do is you might want to start marketing like a month before you intend on opening the doors. So you may start your marketing Mm -hmm. on the new moon. And then the next new moon would be the time to open the doors to your offering. So, for example, let's say I'm going to do a class, and my class is going to be all about, you know, how to win the love of your life with astrology, Um, By the way, I would never teach that class, just so you know. I was going to say, you would never do that class. That's
1: hilarious.
0: So so let's say that was a class I wanted to teach. So I might start marketing um, maybe, let's say, the new moon in January. And then the doors close before the class opens, so the class would open um, the new moon in February. And I find that that cycle really works brilliantly. First of all, it gives you a whole month to market. And then, yeah. boom, you open the doors on another new moon or close to that new moon, and it tends to really work well. So that's what I recommend. It's also a good time. Here's another thing, another little tip. A new moon is a good time to start dropping hints. So it's a great time to do like what I want to call a business trip tease. So let's say you've got something you're doing later in the year, like you've got a new book coming out. Uh, you might want to start hinting around, like, "Hey, um, I got a book coming out. It's coming out soon. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. I can't stand anymore. Hush, hush." You know, that's also a great way to pique people's interest because, again, new. You're bringing something new. You're telling people something new. You're getting new eyes on something. So, those are all little things that you can do during a new moon. And you can use that new moon for, again, any kind of launch, whether you're hinting, whether you're starting the marketing, whether you're opening the doors, whether you're doing a rebrand, a relaunch, any of that, or a whole new business. New moons are great. It's also a good time, by the what? way, I just want to say to get new headshots. You guys, we need yeah. to update those. I cannot believe how many people have headshots that are 15 years old sitting on their sites. So new moons are perfect for gussing up and getting everything updated so that way even mm-hmm. if you're launching like a new program um you're really at an old site you still want to make sure that everything's looking nice and tight so
1: yeah yeah i think that that is really really excellent advice and it is a really good time to plant you know, and, and you yeah. can, there's a lot of rituals where, you know, you plant seeds and you plant your intentions at the same time. So I really, I do think that it's a good time to, for those of you who don't kill everything like Teresa does, who do like to <laughs> use your business with a little garden magic, this is a very good time to do that as well. And well, what the heck is garden magic? With,
0: wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't, don't skip over this. <laughs> What's garden magic?
1: (laughs) Well, you know, garden magic is all of the different magic that you can do with your garden, from planting seeds that have specific intentions to growing herbs and plants that have specific magical properties that you really love. Um, You know, one of my favorite pieces of garden magic is to take bird seed and to put it in the bird feeder and bless the seed before you put it into the bird feeder so that if we were doing like a business blessing, we would, we would say that, you know, as the birds take the seed and scatter the seed in all of the four directions. So clients come to you from all of those directions, right? So it's an offering. You're actually adding a little animal magic into it. Um, If you have a rose bush in your garden and you want to increase your loving relationship, your love relationship, you might make a petition and actually put it on the rose bush, hang it on the rose bush. So there's lots of different things that we can do in our garden, and the new moon is one of the best times. To work with that. The other, the other thing is if you work with a lodestone, I know quite a few of our listeners have worked with lodestones and I've talked about lodestones before. The Newman is the time that I clean off my lodestone and I give it a drink and I give it a day off before I start working with it again. So lodestones, for those who don't know, are natural magnets. They're, um, sometimes referred to as magnetite or magnetized hematite, and they're worked with to draw and attract the things that you need and that you want into your life.
0: I love this so much. I am a bird feeder. <laughs> <I'm>, well, <laughs> I, I can feed birds. I may, I may kill plants, but I can feed birds. And You can um, feed birds. <laughs> yeah, and I feed my birds all the time because, you know, I live in – Wisconsin, we get very harsh winter, so I love feeding the birds and the squirrels. I'm always putting stuff out for those guys. So I love the idea of blessing the seed uh, for business prosperity. That's really brilliant. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Do it.
1: Do it. Oh, do it.
0: All right, people. <laughs> you, you got me really jazzed. I mean, yeah. <laughs> my, my little wheels are spinning. And <laughs> that wraps up this episode. Of talking shop. Wow.
1: Yes, it does. So, Teresa, I think I know, but, but just in case <laughs> I don't. What was your biggest takeaway from this episode?
0: Breathe this garden magic, this bird thing. <laughs> you have no idea what you just created. I'm going to go like bird seed crazy now. I'm going to get more suet, more corn. I wonder if that works for squirrels, too. Yeah, the squirrel way Totally honey. does. Girl, you got me all thinking about something.
1: Money, yeah, yeah.
0: All right, these birds and squirrels—they're gonna make me rich. (laughs) Yes,
1: I love it. I love it.
0: That was my biggest takeaway. What about you? Anything that you found helpful with this conversation? I
1: really loved how you highlighted doing your intention at the exact time of the moon, of the new moon. You know, for magical purposes, I was always taught you have a 24-hour window, and I think that that is a good rule of thumb, but I really like the deliberate conscientiousness of saying, you know, okay, I've got a, you know, the new moon is going to happen at 10.30 p.m., and myself is going to be in my chair at my desk doing that intention at that exact time. I like that. I dig it. I like the precision.
0: You know what I mean? You Venus know that is that's my so energy Energy's precision.
1: yet yet I really think that that's super useful.
0: All right. Well, we need to sign off. But before we do that, a happy reminder if you are enjoying Talking Shop, don't forget that you can listen to all of the previous shows for free by visiting the Talking Shop archives. Now, you can find that at my site, com, by clicking on the podcast tab, and you're going to want to look for the link for Talking Shop. You're right there, blammo. And, Bree, where can they find the podcast on your site? Because we've got these podcasts everywhere. Where can they find it? We have them. We have them
1: everywhere. You can go to com, hit the free resources tab. You will see the latest episode of Talking Shop, and you will also see the archive.
0: All right, so... That's a wrap for this episode. And, of course, I always love to remind people to leave a kind review on iTunes if you're enjoying our podcast because, you know what, we're doing this for free. It's a labor of love. We really want to reach as many people as possible in our industry because our goal is to help them. And leaving a kind review helps us, and it also helps us to help more people. So take that moment and do that. We really appreciate that. And that's it. So join us again next month for another round of Talking Shop. And until then, you can find me, Teresa, at thetarolady.com. And Brie, where can they find you?
1: Everyone, you can find me at com. Thanks again so much for listening. Keep taking action to build the mystical businesses of your dreams. Stay on your grind and make it a great month. We know you will.